everybody ever seen. Given the chance, the opportunity, and the experience, and the lessons from people, I could be the best. But right now, I don't even wish to be the best. I just want to be one of them. Welcome back, welcome back, y'all, to the second episode of the Transition Podcast. It's your girl, Apollo, and I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to this second episode. If you didn't go back, please go back and watch the first episode, all about being sheltered. Me and Amber, we really dive into that, but this episode is something different. It's a different topic. It's a new day. Um, So yeah, I'm very, very excited, and I just want to thank you for tuning in. So just a quick reminder for those of you who may be new, the Transition Podcast is all about helping us find ways to cope while in life transitional periods and being able to relate to people in our age range um, who are also going through the same thing, who have went through the same thing, or those of us who have yet to go through something that somebody's about to go through. So this podcast is just really to help you you know, get through those transitional periods. And I really, really, really hope that it helps you as much as it's helping me. For this week's Black-Owned Business Spotlight, I thought it would be so appropriate to highlight something that can get us through this tough process of post-grad depression. So this week, we are highlighting Therapy for Black Girls. This is something I need now more than ever. And this is a call out to all the Black women, Black girls, and especially those who identify as women. This site is for you. So my benefits for my job, my health benefits kick in soon. So best believe I'm hitting this site like no tomorrow. I'm going to find a therapist that works right for me. And I am so excited to do that. I want to give a special shout out to the founder of Therapy for Black Girls, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford. She is a licensed psychologist, speaker, and the host of the widely popular mental health podcast, Therapy for Black Girls, which is not only a podcast, but also a website to find a therapist that works right for you. But her her work focuses on making mental health topics more relevant and accessible for Black women. As we know in the Black community, mental health really, really isn't talked on. It's becoming more of a reoccurring topic you know, thankfully. However, this is something that we've always, you know, wanted to push under the rug or you pray about it or, you know what I'm saying, go to church or, but like, no, like these people are here to help you, you know, find the perfect therapist for you, find the perfect person that can help you through this cycle that you may be going through, um, that you're trying to get over this hill, like whatever it is, Therapy for Black Girls is it. You can find a therapist on the website. I would really suggest listening to the podcast if you need something uplifting to start your week or end off your week. Whatever it is, Therapy for Black Girls is your girl, I promise you. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Okay, so I'm going to be introducing the topic of post-grad depression, our week's topic. So this is one of the biggest transitional stages that I have personally experienced in life so far. Going from spending 22 years in a structured school environment from being thrown out into the world in May of this year. This is something that has greatly taken a toll on my mental health and has me second guessing a lot of the choices that I made at the tender age of 18, which I should give myself more grace, obviously, but that's not how life works. Anywho, I have three beautiful ladies here to talk about their long, tiresome road when dealing with post-grad depression and ways to get through this monumental hill in their lives. Also, if you were wondering, some symptoms of post-grad depression may look like extreme sadness, loneliness, decreased motivation, such as getting out of bed, wasting time and procrastinating, I'm good for those, (laughs) loss of interest and pleasurable things a sense of disorganization, or easily flustered by new tasks, tired regardless of how much sleep you get, irritability of frequent mood swings, general sense of hopelessness. And if you experience any of those or all of those, this is definitely the show for you, girl, because I know I have been there. Some days I am still here. Like it's a roller coaster. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. However, that's why we're going to talk about it today. and. Yeah, let's get into it. So ladies, can you introduce yourself, please? Hey guys, my name is Tiffany. I'm Chrissy. Hey y'all, I'm Essence. 
I'm sorry, you sound so hood essence. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, y'all, we're here just to talk about uh postgrad depression and like ways that we cope in this with life. So, ladies, you can go in any particular order that you want to. Um, what did your postgrad situation look like? Did you plan it out or did you just go with the flow? Um, I would say my postgrad situation was very interesting. I went with the flow. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I was fighting for my life my senior year last semester of college. I was taking 18 credit hours and Lord, I just wanted to see it through. So I didn't envision what my postgrad plan looked like. I didn't know if I wanted to own a business. Did I want to be a content creator? Did I want to teach overseas? I had no idea what I was doing. I just let Jesus take the wheel. I'm being totally honest. My postgrad situation was non-existent. Um, it came really fast. I was graduating a semester early than all of my friends. And so it just came really fast. I didn't have a job lined up. I felt like the internships that I did wasn't really like as useful as I thought they were going to look on my resume. And also my graduation got taken away. So it was just kind of like I got thrown into the real world and I wasn't like very ready for it. So, yeah, I didn't really plan it out. I just moved back home and took life as it came. My post-graduation was honestly very fast paced. Like as soon as I graduated, two weeks later, I moved back to Indianapolis with no plan and start working for a construction company. And I never thought that I would be working for a construction company. So I just really just moved like real fast paced. I had nothing planned out. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. I jumped into a job that I really didn't even want to go into. And it was real depressing. Not as real. Um, all of them are real. I feel like, <laughs> as a show, I'm sorry, yours is sucking me out. Because now, like, that that's the point. Like, most of this is, like, real depression. <laughs> because sometimes I feel like when we, when you can't even say that but when you take this big stage in life and you you just hop out into the world you really don't know what you're doing because school our school system does not prepare us to know what we're doing and our school system didn't really give us a good chance to figure out what our actual interests were versus what made the money quote unquote when half of and one thing that I learned too things change over time because a lot of people told their kids not to get into the arts because the arts didn't make money. Now, if you get into the arts, that's one of the highest paying fields out here, especially in the humanities, if we're being honest. Hey, hello. And it is. Um, So we talk about stuff like that. But I would say for me, my postgrad situation or um, that I plan things out. No, my senior year, I had a very, very big internship with the state and it was so hard because I was going back and forth, like an hour drive every day, almost. Um, some days I stayed in, um, the city, but I was going back an hour drive almost every day. Um, trying to do my internship, trying to still focus on classes, trying to still do stuff with organizations that I had on campus. And I'd never really found the happy medium in doing stuff for myself or making sure I had a job lined up. One thing um, for sure, one thing for sure that bothered me as well is I had such a strong plan post-grad to go to law school. And I strongly believe in plans. Plan Planning is a one. Yes. However, I also think that it's important to have a plan for that plan and then a plan for that plan as well. And just just don't limit yourself because I feel like sometimes we may do that. We may limit ourselves um, and we may plan a life that's not even for us and that we might not know. But yeah, Tiffany, did you want to say something? Yeah, I just wanted to agree on some of the points you guys touched on. When I um first moved back home, it's took me about maybe two months to find a job. And I remember like being so excited because like the title was marketing coordinator and my degree was in marketing. So, you know, I went through like a long round of interviews just to get the job for them to only want to pay me $15 an hour. So I remember like negotiating it to $17 an hour and I took the job. But like during that time, um, not only was like I unhappy with the job because it didn't turn out to be what I thought it was, my parents were like on me about like how I'm not making as much as I deserve 
and like how I'm never going to be able to like, at the time I didn't have a car, I was still living at home. So like that was already depressing. And like to hear my parents always like saying like, you're not making what you deserve. Like you're not getting paid what you're worth. Like, you know, like it was kind of like mentally draining to me because I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like you're right. I didn't go to college to make $17 an hour, but it's just like, if no one's going to hire me, like, I don't know what else to do. Like I have bills, like they have to be paid. So it was just really depressing. You know, like it took me six months to finally find like a real job in my field. And like, even now there's still like bits and pieces of post-grad depression that I'm still struggling with. I mean, to be fair to your point, Tiffany, I will say like my parents said the same thing, but I really think that just goes to show you how when so many POC people do the things that the world thought that we shouldn't be able to do, especially in America, they decided to underpay us. Like it's only by the grace of God that I have the job that I have where I make decent money for somebody fresh out of college. Um, but at the same time, I still drive uh, almost an hour every day to to and from work on the opposite side of the city just to work that job versus working something closer to home. So I feel like nobody truly prepares you for how much less you're going to be getting paid unless you have another degree attached. Because it's like, what was the whole purpose of going to get a college degree if I was going to make a step of like uh, not even a step above, like a half step above minimum wage or in some cases just minimum wage? Like I want to touch on, touch on something, too. Like how Tiff, like how you said, like the parents were like, you're not making a lot of money and stuff like that. And then on the other end, you have parents that be like, well, just take the job because they paying you money. You're still going to get paid. You got to settle for what you want to settle for. And that's something that I really like struggle with because it's like, y'all want me to stay at a job because of them paying me something right out of college. And it's not what I'm worth. And y'all want me to sit here and be unhappy because it's a job and we need to rack up experience. And I feel like that kind of contributes to post-grad depression as well, because it's like, especially if you're the first person to graduate college in your family, you got people like, well, just do it. You got to you got to start somewhere. You got to start at the bottom. But I feel like if you have a college degree, you shouldn't be starting at the bare minimum at the bottom. You should be starting way up because you didn't go. Amen four years of, excuse my language, hell to sit around and get paid below what you're worth. It was just too much. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm finna get some No, here as you should, sister. No, like, yeah, that's one thing that I argue with, like, my people about to this day is what, is because that a bachelor's degree, because so many black and brown people, especially are getting them these days, we, we're in a society where the bachelor's degree isn't worth much. There's no reason I should have a bachelor's degree and be making, I don't know, 30,000 a year. I don't make that much, but I'm just saying like, like an example, because I see jobs on Indeed and they're offering about 35, 35, 40, 34,000 a year for an entry level position for somebody with a bachelor's. I'm sorry, but a bachelor's needs to be a little bit higher than that. You need to be offering me 40,000 at minimum. That's just, you know what I'm saying? But like, we can talk about this all day. Let's get to the second question, ladies. Yes, ma'am. Um, so my next question, did you find it difficult to return back home and become reacclimated to life in your childhood city slash town? Or were you able to move out quickly? Um, for me, I did find it difficult returning back home because like I said before, I came back home especially like this was really hard for me not having a car. So I went from like being in college, having like my friends take me everywhere and it was never really a problem getting around. So when I moved back home, and like I said, I graduated a semester early. So all my friends are still in college. I moved back home, no car, no friends, no job, no money. So it was just really like taxing on me and then being back under my parents like rules and it's not like they're strict or anything but like of course each parent's house they're gonna have like different rules so like it was just kind of like I went from for the last four years being able to do whatever I want to do and like really not having any responsibilities to moving back home I was like okay what am what am I about to do now with my life you know and it's just like I can't live with my parents forever like I have to get a job so it was kind of difficult for sure yeah, I was going to say for me, um, it was bittersweet. Like I was at peace moving back home 
But also at the same time, um, I love the city that I lived in. I lived in New Orleans because that's where I went to school. And I had created like a small family down there with my professors and the people at my workplace. And, you know, a lot of my close friends still live and go to school down there. So returning home was like bittersweet because New Orleans is not around the corner. You know, I can't take a weekend trip unless I buy a plane ticket. And um, I knew I would miss like the culture and the food, especially the weather, because I have to remind people I haven't experienced winter for real, for real in four years. Like this is my first time seeing the leaves change color in four years. So re-acclimating myself with the cold weather that Chicago brings is hard for me because by my birthday in March, it was back hot again in New Orleans. So to know that it's still possibly going to be cold in Chicago for my birthday is depressing and like how dark it gets here and just, I could go on and on and on. But I was excited to come back home to like my best friends and a lot of my close friends and my grandparents are getting older. So it was nice to come back home to them. And I like living at home with my dad. Um, But of course, everybody dreams of having their own space. But it's kind of sad living in the inner city and feeling like I kind of lost that luxury with the crime. Because crime is really up in the city from girls getting snatched to, you know, carjackings to getting your car stolen to so many other things. So living by myself at the moment, even though it's not impossible, it's not probable. For one, like we discussed, these jobs barely want to pay you. Then on top of that, it's daunting living by yourself because you don't want to end up like a lot of these young girls and getting kidnapped or killed in your own apartment, you know, because you live by yourself. So it's kind of scary to even imagine as a young black woman living by myself in a city or anywhere, to be honest. So that's just something that I just have been thinking about. For me, um, moving back home from college, honestly, it's been hard because college was my escape from just all of the stuff that I've been through at home. So having to leave that scene to go back to bullshit, just it's not for me. And I'm realizing that. And I'm so I'm such in a rush to like live on my own, get my own place. And then I see like all this stuff that's happening in the world, like she said, and it's like I need to live alone. I'm I have to live alone, but I'm afraid to live alone. Like I'm I'm gonna be somewhere by myself. I can't call my grandparents. I don't have a man I can call that can just come two seconds away and hurry up and just help me. Like I'm gonna be on my own. And that's the kind of the luxury that I get from that that I get from living at home because my little brother here. So I can easily tell him, like, hey, come outside and watch me walk to my car. When I move by myself, it's just like I can't tell nobody to come watch me walk to my car. Like, it's just me, myself, and I. That's all I'm going to have. I was about to get to freestyling Beyonce. But on a serious <laughs> note, like, it's, <laughs> it's just really hard, honestly, for me. It was a very big transition. Like, I have, I have to mentally prepare myself to come to my mother's home every day after I work an eight-hour shift. Like, I have to talk to myself, tell myself, like, this is only temporary like college was really the place for me where I like found love. Like I had my sisters, I had my friends, like that's where I got most of my love from. And then it's like, I came home to emptiness, like just feeling empty. So for me, it's, it hasn't been bittersweet, but it's been bittersweet leaving school. But as far as being here, I'm ready to get the hell out. Words. Um, yeah, I, I, Hey, you know how I feel. I, um, I had to come back home and I I was so angry because I had to come back home so soon. Um, I don't think that anger was just because of the situation of why I had to come back home soon. So I think that's me being a little bit selfish. But I will say that because I had such a rush and had to come back home, I did not get a chance to say goodbye to my college self. I had to say goodbye and like meditate and do, you know, different type of practices at home, in my room, in my bed. 
And I wanted to do that at, at school. Like I wanted to say those goodbyes when I was still at school, but I did not get that chance. And I feel like that's what really caused my post-grad depression mostly because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And I was just rushed out of that environment back home to a space where I had escaped from because I could never truly be who I was. And I remember I was talking to um, my sister about this, uh, my line sister, and I was telling her how when I was, or I think I was talking to Christina, sorry. (laughs) But no, when I was at school, I didn't have to shrink myself. But when I was at home, I had to shrink myself. I had to come back and shrink myself again. Like I cannot fully be who I want to be here. And because I had to move back home, like, I don't know. I feel like I had to take a couple steps back when I was making progress forward of becoming who I actually want to be. You know what I'm saying? So this this return was very, very difficult. Like you all said, it was difficult to readjust to living with people. You know, it was difficult to readjust um, having, you know, different responsibilities of the household now when it was just you before and you just told yourself what to do like one thing that I hate the most is when I was at school I could leave out I got to tell nobody but now that I'm at home I have to be like all right I'm gonna go where you going here with who I I don't like that I don't like that like I like to just be on my way because I had so much I had four years of doing that I just left when I wanted to I did what I wanted to I I didn't have to check in with nobody you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. It's just, I'm just so, I'm too, I feel like I'm too old to be like in a box. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be outside the box, but just like y'all said, it's so hard explicitly for the black woman and the black man to live alone. Um. So yeah. Did y'all want to come? You know, to touch on that. Yeah. Your, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. But I was just going to um say like, I loved how you said like to say goodbye to your college self. I think we can all agree because we pandemic graduates. This was the bogus, the most bogus college experience for us. Like for me, for instance, my favorite show of all time had to be a different world. My mom told me ever since I was a child um, that, oh, you going to an HBCU. She told me I was going to Spelman, but I went to Xavier and, you know, when the pandemic started, I turned 21 that Monday, that Friday, they sent us home. And life was never the same. And, you know, it's just like, I didn't get the proper homecoming. I didn't get a senior year homecoming. I didn't get all of these things that I thought I was supposed to get. In fact, I couldn't even stay to watch my other friends graduate because once they called our names and we walked across stage, we had to go. So it's just like, I was cheated out of two years of college because college isn't always about the schoolwork. It's the experience. And coming back home, I told my mama straight up, I was like, I wasn't ready to graduate. Yeah. The schoolwork was hard. But being out with your friends and going on late night adventures and they're always being something to do and there's always a group of people that love care and wrap their arms around you whether it's two or it's 20 you know that was fun so to come back and knowing I was gonna have to start work soon and be an adult and start learning credit and this and that it was it's hard like this this is hard and I think that's what triggers a lot of post-grad depression you come from this chaotic utopia to college definitely was not perfect. I think we can all agree that it was very difficult a lot of times for multitudes of reasons. But at the end of the day, it was your difficult. And to come back and just act like nothing happened in the midst of a pandemic where we have all of these different issues and you still supposed to show up and show out at work when you still haven't really properly said goodbye to the girl or person you once knew and you know it's something that I still struggle with but I'm definitely a lot better than I was per se in March or in May so yeah yep it was literally just like a welcome to the rest of your life good luck like 
they just kicked you out the door and it's just like, okay, you got to be an adult now. Like, oh, that, that's it definitely wasn't fun. Yeah, I second that. Um, do you feel if you all had got into a routine, um, since you graduated in life, like has started getting bland? Um, do you feel that like you still have exciting things going on? Like, how do y'all feel like how's life going with, for you post-grad now? Um, I will say yes and no. Um, I work a high stress job. I'm a paraprofessional slash teacher on the west side of the Chicago for 11th grade. So, I mean, every day is entertainment, even though it's not good entertainment, it's still entertainment. Like every day is new, but it ain't the new that I was hoping for. So I do wish I sometimes had peace at work, but I do love my coworkers. So that makes up for it. But I do miss the spontaneity that I used to have in my old life, especially because I used to be a bartender. So we always used to be going out, you know, going out to eat, going out to do this, going out to do that. And I feel like a lot of times everybody is busy. And it's just like, for me personally, if I can't go out on the weekend and I work a high stress job and I'm just stuck at home every weekend, like, it's cool to refresh, but you know how sometimes you really got to kick it. So I get why in movies and stuff, people used to be toe up on the weekends and then by Sunday they was getting a life together because you really need that when you work a high stress job, you driving an hour to work, you spending all of this money on professional clothes because you ain't never wore this stuff before. And, you know, just all of these other things, but I don't necessarily want to say my life is a routine, but I do wish it had a bit more fun and a bit more peace and positivity in it. I'll say that. Um, I do feel like my life has kind of gotten into a routine. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I will say I literally was just thinking about this. So now that I finally got like my salary paying job that like, you know, that you look forward to after college, like I do like find myself like asking, like asking myself, like, wow, this is it. Like, every day I have to get up and work a nine to five Monday through Friday. And like, that's like set, you know, like nothing's going to change about that. Like, you know, you got to get up every Monday and like do this over again. So I don't know, for me, it kind of has became routine. I like what I do, but I don't necessarily like my company. So I feel like in order for it not to feel like a routine, I need to love what I do and love my company. And I feel like I'm not there yet, but like, obviously the goal is to get there and I feel like once I really love what I do it won't feel like a routine like it'll feel like okay I actually like like going to work like it doesn't feel like work to me for me um it felt like a routine like I felt like I was just getting up at seven o'clock in the morning going to work getting off coming home depressed repeat 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 for the last like two to three weeks, it's been a lot better for me. Like I've been picking up projects, working on promotions just to stay. If I don't get one by October 22nd, I'm out that motherfucker. But it's just, I don't know. Like in college, I was just so used to like, okay, class, y'all, let's go to brothers. Let's go get some drinks. Let's get drunk. Let's go to sleep, get back up, go to class and repeat. Now it's like, now that I work, like my friends don't ask me on a Wednesday, like you want to go get a drink? And I'm like, no, I have to work in the morning. I can't. And that college essence want to go get this drink because that's the routine that I'm used to. So it's like we came from this one routine. Now I'm at this routine where I just like I hate working this nine to five. And it's like, what can I do to not have to work a nine to five? But there's nothing I can do right now. because shit, I got to work the nine to five if I want to bring in money. So I would say that I kind of have a routine and I kind of don't, but to kind of get away from like that routine of just working all the time, excuse the ice maker in the back, but to kind of get away from that routine, like on the weekends, I like to really just spend time doing different things and just stuff that I haven't experienced before, because I feel like if I don't do that, I'll get so lost and like work, bringing work home with me in that routine that we have every day from work, because that can really make us like how Tiff said, like she's, she don't like the company she works for. And I feel like when you don't like a company that you work for, 
you get you bring work home with you because you're not happy there. So you're constantly thinking about what can you change? How can you help better this company? I'm going to get on a whole completely different topic. But yeah, it's I kind of have a routine, kind of don't. It's just like I'm just living to live at this point and hopefully something gives because it's not giving what it's supposed to give. Okay, I feel you. Life is not giving what it's supposed to give. Um I personally feel that life is on a routine for me right now. And I hate that about life right now. Not going to lie. I started my day off so good. I just got so pissed off because I realized now that you have a nine to five, you can't just go take a trip when you want to. Like you can't just do that. Like you have to get days approved. And it's just like, bro, is this like people should be able to live their lives completely as they want to, especially if you have to do something like this for the rest of your life. Um. But yeah, I definitely do. So I have two jobs. Um, I do not like my nine to five. And I fairly, I mean, this is going to fall into the next question, but I realized that like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I do not like it. The people, some of them are cool. I do not like my job. Like, I don't like what I do. I don't like the people I talk to on an everyday basis. However, I am so blessed to have a job in this economy. I'm so blessed to have a job a few months after I graduated. With that said, with that said, I wish that I would have, honestly, I'll save that for the next question. But I do feel like I fell into a routine because, you know, I work nine to five Monday through Friday. I tutor on Mondays. Um, Wednesdays and Thursdays, probably filming for my podcast or editing. Um, Thursdays, I work nine to five, go to work, my night shift job at five. And then I worked that through Sunday. And then the thing is, what kind of sucks is I never have time for myself. Like I always find myself on the move. And even on Saturdays and Sundays, when I don't have to work my nine to five, I'm just resting all day so that when I have to go to work that night at five, like I'm in good spirits. And I just don't think this is a life worth living right now, because I also don't think someone with a college degree should be having to work two jobs. Like, that's just my personal opinion. I just think that my day job should pay enough to be able, so I'm able to, like, do what I want to do. Like, I just applied for my um, health benefits, and I realized it took so much money out of my check. So much money. But I would rather have those health benefits and be able to get the therapy I need, be able to get the, you know, doctors I need, than to not have it and still be struggling. So yes, my life has fallen into a routine. Um, I do plan to like pick things up and like do things, but it's so hard when like you work two jobs and like you're on a tight schedule. I'm Tiffany. Yes, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, you know what's crazy? I feel like life is like set up to be a routine because it's just like how could it not be? Like by the time you get off work from five, like some people have to commute an hour or two. You get home six or seven. You got to cook dinner, maybe clean. If you have kids, you got to do this for your kids. By the time like you're done with that, it's almost like nine o'clock. And then it's just like, I can't stay up late because I have to get up at 7 a.m. tomorrow. So it's like, how can it not be a routine? You get like maybe three or four hours to yourself before you have to go to sleep, you know? Yeah. And then not even because like you got to, like you said, like you have to take care of your kids. And honestly, like now I give people with kids so much kudos, especially younger kids, because you have to go pick them up you know, cook for them, make sure they homework done, make sure they bathe, make sure they in bed by a certain time. Like that's, that's all of your time after work. You have no time for yourself for real. That's why I'm blessed. I ain't got kids right now, but like, I, I get it, you know? So my next question, do you feel as if the major that you chose at the age of 18 slash 19, that's paying off for you? Do you think it will in the future? I'm just going going to go ahead and answer this first because I just want to get this off my chest. No, it is not paying off. Will it ever? Probably not. Let me explain why. I So I feel like I've talked about this in so many uh, episodes and so many that I've filmed. But um, this is going to be the second episode that's coming out. However, I am a firm believer in that if you want to do something, just do it. I let people talk me into like going into law. You know, I let people talk me into going into like poli sci, into like the humanities. And I remember my senior year of high school, I was about to take environmental science. 
but something told me like, hmm, why don't you just take engineering? I didn't even know engineering was an option, but I was just like, you know what? That sounds cute. I'm gonna go ahead and take it. And I literally had the time of my life, my senior year of high school, taking engineering. We went to O'Hare, fell in love. We went to uh, some like secret plant base that looked like I was like at the FBI. I don't know. It's really cute. Um, we went to a lot of places in my engineering class and I loved it. And I went to an all girls high school. So like it was all girls who we all learning engineering. And like some of the girls who I went to high school with, I see some of them today are like, they continued their engineering and now they're full blown engineers. And I'm just like, bruh, if I would have taken the time and strongly looked at these colleges and like looked and see what majors were offered, looked and see, uh, well, look to see like how their programs were. And like, instead of just looking to see which one was so far, which one was so close. Cause that was my big thing when I was going to college. Like I just wanted to get far away. I really didn't care what I wanted, where I was going to go. I just wanted to go far because I hated my home life. Um, now, obviously, at 22, I'm more appreciative of, you know, my beginnings, although, like, I'm still dealing with trauma from that, but I'm more appreciative. But overall, I, my major is in poli-sci. I will probably never do anything with it because there's really no money in government, for real, unless you're trying to run for office. And even then, like, that's just play money compared to what people in the science field, you know, make. And that's one thing that I wanted to do. That's a passion that I found out that I had after I graduated. Um, And I wish that I would have been given the space to pursue that. But I wasn't. And like, we're here now. Like, I know that I'm exactly at the right space, the right time for a reason. But no, my degree is not going to pay off. (laughs) For me, um, at first, I didn't think my degree would pay off. There's often times where I, where I wish that I would have stayed in the degree that I had the first time around my first two years of college. But in the long run, I honestly think that my degree will pay off. Like I'm an HR, I have an HR degree. I'm not working directly in HR right now, but I still get to do like a lot of things that I'm passionate about and kind of to get to help me get to the point that where I want to go. Like I do a lot of like diversity projects and employee engagement. And that's what I want to do, like in the workplace. But honestly, like. Will it pay off and make me. Rich and live this very luxury life that what luxurious, whatever the hell life that I want to live in two years. No, I feel like with the degree that I have, it's going to take me a very, very long time to get to the point of where I want to get. And like, it also has me second guessing, like, what else can I do for me to be rich? Because I feel like we get these college degrees and then it's like, if you're not a STEM major, you don't have some type of STEM degree, engineering or something like that, you're basically working your way up for five to 10 years before you can even get paid how you want to get paid. And it's like, that's just something I really wish we would have known in college. It's like we have these counselors, we have these people who are supposed to help us find a degree for us, help us find something that we'll be passionate about for the rest of our lives. Then we get the degree and we like, hmm. I actually want to comment on that. So even then, because I've seen some um, degrees on uh, like on Indeed, I've seen like job things on Indeed and people will want like five years of experience for like, $65,000. And even though that sounds like a lot, like you still have people making more than that. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's kind of like a win-lose situation. I honestly feel like, and this is just my personal opinion. I honestly feel like college was a setup, especially for our generation. Like Amanda, how you stated, like there's more black people getting degrees now. And now that more black people are getting degrees, bachelor's degrees honestly don't hold no more weight in this world like now they want you to have master degrees doctorates and all this because they know that all these african americans are getting all black people are just getting all these degrees now and they're not used to black people getting degrees so we sit here searching and searching for stuff and to to be happy in then we get in these jobs right out of college and it's not even what we want to do like what i'm doing right now it will not land me an hr job in my next job like I would have to get something close to it. So it's like I have to work to get to where I want to get. And that could be 10, 15 years from now. 
So to answer your question, though, do I think my degree will pay off in the long run? Yes and no. I feel like I will have to work very hard for my degree to have to pay off in the long run. And you know what? I actually agree wholeheartedly. So let me just answer the first part of the question. Do I think the major I chose will pay off? I personally do because I'm kind of working in the field I want and I feel like it's only up from here. But in terms of do I think it will pay off in the future? I kind of want to almost say no, because like you guys said, like, I feel like at this point, experience matters more than like having a bachelor's degree. Like if you go searching for a job right now, a lot of like bachelor degrees requirements is like you have to have three to five years of experience and that's entry level. So it's just like, how did you expect me to get three to five years of experience when I've been in college, you know? So that's why I want to say no, because I feel like at the end of the day, they want to see experience. They want to see that you know how to do those things. And I feel like college didn't teach me how to do those things. I just took classes about it, you know? So I I also want to say it's that, but it's also who you know, because like I see a lot of people, Mm -hmm. people like, like they, they know people. That's how they get these positions. Like they could say, oh yeah, we want five years experience on the website. But if I know Johnny, I'm going to get that job. Exactly. And let's also talk about how if you're white, you're most likely going to get it, like even if you don't got the experience or the degree. So can I comment on that really fast? Mm -hmm. I really like how y'all mentioned the fact that like it's it's really about who, you know, that can get you these jobs. And honestly, like white people, they know some like we know a lot of people as well. But white people, they know one person they get in that job. It's like we have to beg a person to even give us a chance. Like, it takes so long for us to even get to the point of where somebody wants to help us right out of school. Like, we're, I'm not going to say just black people, but adults in general, they want people our age right out of college to just get it out the mud and figure it out because that's what they have. That's what they had to do back in the day. And it's like, you have these white people who they get a job right out of college because shit, they come from rich families. So their family's like, hi, I'm going to help you. All right, here we go. Let's, let's get, let's get into it. No, for real. But it's also that you, for example, I, I call myself applying for like, if I go back to my Indeed, like 50 plus jobs, well, I only hear back from five. And it's not that I wasn't qualified for all 50 because I was qualified for at least a good 75% of that 50, but I only heard back from five. So like, that goes to show like what's really going on behind the scenes too. Like why post these jobs if you're not even going to give people a chance for real. I went, I'm sorry. I just have to say this. I, for one job that I wanted really, really bad that paid very, very well. I went through three interviews, three interviews, my nigga, three interviews, right? Only for her to tell me, yeah, sorry, girl, we fixed somebody else. And it's just like, why drag me? Why drag me along for three interviews like on the third interview you better be hiring that person because you're just wasting their time at this point and this is from a black lady so i was really surprised at that but yeah um i just like to stir the pot so i'm gonna stir the pot and i think i will be the i guess the only person to somewhat disagree um for me i will say yes i feel like college did prepare me only for the simple fact that um, I had graduated with a psychology degree with a minor in Spanish, a double minor in Spanish and Afro-Latin Caribbean studies. So for me, I think that college does what it is supposed to do, but not in the American model. And the reason I say that is because the amounts of education that I have learned about the Black community about slavery, about psychology, the research I was able to do and publish at my university. Like I learned so much that I never would have learned accredited with true sources because you could read anything on Google doesn't necessarily mean that it's real. So with true sources to help me be the strong, independent Black woman to share this knowledge with my community because our people truly don't know you know, I wouldn't be able to do that had I not been to college. And that's just facts. Like, however, I think that it is truly who you know, because I wouldn't even have this job if it wasn't for my uncle. Like my uncle works where I work. So he put me on. So it really truly is about 
who you know. That is the biggest thing. And they say that in college too. So, you know, if you were dumb, smart in school, but all you did was study, you didn't go to no events, you didn't do anything. Unless you're the engineering major, you're less likely to get jobs because you didn't network with anybody. You didn't put yourself out there. Now, coming home to a newer city where you're not where your college town is, that's a lot different. However, I will say that as far as growing wealth, I realized my senior year that it doesn't really matter what major you have because doctors aren't as wealthy as we think they are. Like, if you make 200K, you are middle class. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. But when you start factoring in mortgages, insurance, and all of these other things, cars, what if somebody gets sick? Like, if unless you are making three fifty dollars to $400,000, that is when you are in the somewhat upper class. But for the most part, the average American is middle class or lower class. So we are trying to figure out what the rich people do. But to be honest, unless you are in investment, technology, banking, real estate, you are not making no money. Like, I mean, or a surgeon, like that is the only doctors that make money, surgeons and researchers. And even still then, by the time you become a surgeon, you're probably 40 something years old. You're in your late thirties or 40 something years old. Like, so unless you have a tech startup company or you work in real estate or you do any of that, most things that don't require a college degree, like I add, you're not really building wealth for real. So it's just like, you know, what do you have to do? And then when it comes to our job, and I want to speak on this like really quickly, I find that most black people want you to struggle like they struggle. So out of bitterness, they won't put you on. So instead of uplifting my community, we have this crabs in a bucket mentality, especially when it comes to older black women, because they see all of these young black women being able to wear their natural hair and not really get judged like that, like we used to, or wear braids to work and not get judged like we used to. And just the way that life is moving for us and how educated we are and how fast we're making money for our ages. And I feel like they don't be wanting to help us. It's very few that really want to help us and put us on and fight for us in the workplace unless it's truly see your potential and not as competition, but truly seeing me as a young black woman taking me under your wing and we could knock this whole system out together. But instead, you would rather tell me no. So there's that. I also wanted to speak on something you said because I've never thought about it this way, but like the question that Amanda asked was, um, do we, do you think your degree is going to help you in the future? And maybe the degree won't, but the college experience, like the connections I made with those people, like for instance, joining a sorority, I know like that's instant connections and getting my foot in the door for like jobs. Um, like a bunch of stuff you could have done in college, you know, like people, you know, so necessarily it might not be the degree, but the college experience for sure. Yes. And like the people that you met, the experiences you had, college taught you how to stretch $10 in a whole week. (laughs) Amen. You you know what I'm saying? College taught you how how to make thousands of meals in a microwave or how to effectively wash your clothes or how to do a lot of things independently that you've never done before. You know, and so on and so forth. And I know some people saying, you know, a lot of people we like to say like, the college is a scam as much as it costs. Yes. But that experience that you had is priceless. And I know it's easy to get wrapped up in a lot of the negativities in college. But if I could go back for a week in college today, I promise to God, I wish I could redo it. Like just a week. I don't know if I, I don't miss the homework, but the experiences that I had, the people that I met talking with my professors and hanging out at their houses and like, the adventures that I used to go on and so on and so forth, the late night drives, all of that. If I could go back and do it again for a week, I definitely would with no questions asked. I feel that. So like the, just speaking, just putting like the major to the side and just talking about experience in general in, in college, 
Yes. Like the experience in college. And that's why I always, like I said before, like, I wish I sort of could have said goodbye to that version of myself. Um, I wish like, if I can go back and I feel like this was also, and I wish I would have asked this question, but I feel like this is what also caused like a lot of my depression is because I was so scared to like do certain things in college. And like, I go back and I regret a lot of things that I did not try or I regret a lot of things that I did not do. Um, and like, yes, you can say like, oh, that falls into my classes. Yeah. Maybe I could have studied harder, but also maybe I could have went out more. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I could have, you know, tried to meet more people. Maybe I could have tried to do more things. Um, maybe I could have tried to date around more, you know what I'm saying? Just different things like that. Um, but as far as like, just going back to my major, like that is something that I really wish that I would have like put more thought into, but I also feel that we were only 18, 17, 18, actually making these decisions, that is a really strong decision to make when you're deciding to what to do for the rest of your life. And now I'm going back next fall to redo it. So it's hard out here for a pimp. Um, my next question, we have two more ladies. Um, these last two are really crucial. That's why I wanted to make sure, cause I would normally skip them because we're running out of time, but these two are really good questions. So in college, we often have to do a lot of things at once. There was always something to do. Parties, clubs, going to the bar, putting on programs, et cetera, et cetera. How do you handle that third space, quote unquote, now since you've graduated? And when I refer to third space, I'm talking about spaces between work and home. Um, so like anything between that that you would do. Honestly, um, I'll just start it. I handle all of that, like leaving work at home. So, like, once I leave work at 4 p.m. on the dot every day, I am no longer a worker. I am no longer employed after 4 p.m. I had to learn that the hard way because I feel like often in this, like, in adulthood, this whatever we're experiencing right now, I don't even know what to call it. We often get so wrapped up in everything that happened at work and we take it home with us. Like, it's really hard not to take your work home with you. And I have to have a really big meeting with my managers and tell them, like, I take work home with me and I can't do this anymore. Like, I was about to quit. So I really have to just learn how to keep work at work and whatever needed to be done can get is going to have to get done tomorrow. So, like, whenever I'm at work and I'm about to leave, like, I often just think about what can I do, what is there for me to do today, and how can I make time for me and make me feel better as a person? Because I'm, I, I always want to take work home with me, and it's not even if you're nine to five job. If you have other stuff that you're working on outside of your work hours, people have side hustles that they do. You have other things that you do. Like, I feel like we get so wrapped up in doing all of that stuff that we don't make time for ourselves. So honestly, the way that I kind of handle all of that is just keeping work at work, whether if that's from my, if that's my nine to five, if that's any business ventures that I want to look into, if that's from four to five, after that time, it's all about me and what I want to do in life and what can help me grow as a person in self-care. Or I'm honestly just get tied into everything that I'm doing at work. Yes, I definitely agree. And I wanted to follow up right after you because like I said, y'all, I work a very high stress job. I care about these kids. I even had an incident with one of my kids that Amanda knows about, which is crazy as hell. She was actually my first friend to know that it happened. Um, But I need my outside time. I'm 22, no kids, not married, none of that. I need, like, I don't care. If my friends don't have it, I will pay for you. I just want to go outside. Like, I need this. I don't care if we go to a new bar. Are we trying a new restaurant? Can can we do this? Can we do that? Can we do something? Because the way that I need it so bad, I need that. Like, because we will only be this age for so long. And being a 20-something is so beautiful. Like, you know, this is the best health that, you know, it probably could be a little better, but this is the best health that you may be in. You know, like you could still run, jump. I could probably still tumble, 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I want to experience all that youth has for me. And I don't want to get so wrapped up in my work routine that I let the years pass me by. And I'm dwelling on the fact that, oh, I wish I would have went out more when I was 20 something. Uh, Or you know what I'm saying? Or even just going out to meet new people, like try new things. Like when I'm old, then I want to love being old. But right now I'm young and I want to love being young. And if, you know, Amanda's my best friend, she know me. I'm that one. I will make us try and do everything. We're doing it. Like, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you ain't got it. Um, Try to make some time. You know, what can we do to plan it out? Like, because we're going to look up one day and this is over. It's going to be gone. And then we're going to wish we had this time again. So like you said, when it when it's four o'clock, I'm not Miss Christina no more. I'm Chrissy that's going home. And I'm going to watch my show. Maybe I'll knit a little bit. Maybe somebody will send me some something to eat or something. I don't know. Just I need my me time because if I don't have that, I will be stressed out and I will hate my life. And I don't ever want to go back to that point ever again. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like unlike Essence, I don't take work home once five o'clock hits. I'm like, bye y'all. I'm not gonna think about y'all till the morning. So like, I just feel like I've really been enjoying life lately. Like every weekend I've had something to do from going to new restaurants with my line sisters to going to see my boyfriend. Cause we're long distance to, I really caught myself saying like, dang, like when's the last Saturday that you actually stayed at home? And so I don't know. I need to find a balance now. I feel like, cause I am a homebody sometimes too, but I feel like, I don't know. I've been enjoying like my third spaces outside of work. Like I'm always ready to go out. And now, especially that I have a car, I'm like, I'll pick you up. I don't care how far you live. Like I'm coming to get you. We about to go do this. Like, I don't know. I've just really been enjoying like my weekends and my time outside of work. So. So for me personally, I barely get time for myself, but when I do, I do a lot of self dates. So whether that's like going to the movies, um, going to, I don't know, going to get something nice to eat, playing my game. Cause I love to play games. I'm a little gamer. Um, and then when I make time, like I have to plan in advance because my work schedule is so hectic. But when I do get time to like hang out with my people's, either it's my line sisters or like my friends, like whatever it is, I make sure I always make time for that because I'm also, I sometimes feel like a full time, like caretaker, um, for my mom, cause she's a lot. Um, so because of that, and I do feel like I'm, like Essence said, I do feel like I'm always working because if it's not this, like it's other activities, like applying for school, um, getting my piano tune, making sure I can do my piano classes, making sure I can do like this other endeavor I'm taking, like making sure I can pay for those classes, like things like that. Like that's all work to me at the end of the day. Like it, although it's some of this is fun, like at the end of the day is always work. I tutor was something that I low key wish I wouldn't have undertook because like I'm already a very busy person and tutoring takes an hour and 30 minutes out of my already very, very, very big, busy schedule. Um, so. One thing for sure, I think when I graduated, one thing that I wanted to do was make sure I kept myself busy. But now sometimes I feel like I keep myself too busy to the point where I don't have enough time for myself and enough time for the things that I actually enjoy. So that's one thing like post-grad that I'm really working on. What actually makes me happy? What actually brings me joy? Um, And also getting rid of those things that don't. (sighs) <sighs> so with that said, my last question for you all. Um, first off, I just want to thank you all for coming and talking about this topic. Um, because it's such like it's such a hard topic because I know I'm still low-key going through it. Like my insurance kicks in November 1st. So I might begin seeking a therapist on um therapyforblackgirls.com. It's not a sponsor, but I just want to out that if you need some therapy, definitely go there. Um, but no, definitely. I thank you all for coming and talking about this subject. And I thought you all were perfect because I would talk to you all individually of things that we were all going through. Um, so, yeah, especially you, Tiffany, because it was so it's so weird because Tiffany graduated like a semester before me. And it was so weird, like seeing her go through it. And I would text her and check up on her and she'll be like, I hate my life. And I'll be like, Girl, me too. literally. <laughs> and like, <laughs> no, it was like yeah. at the time, like, I felt like you couldn't understand me. Like nobody could understand what yeah, I was going exactly. through. So, you know. Exactly. And like, although I couldn't understand her, like I literally tried my best because I was preparing to be out in the real world that she was already in. So I just wanted to, you know, be as much there as I could. But for my last question, I just want to know what advice could you give to the listeners 
as they go or as they may go through this period. I know not everybody goes through it, but for those of us who actually do go through this period of post-grad depression, um, does it look up from here? <laughs> Excuse me. Does it look up from here or is it all downhill? Um, I will say it definitely looks up from here. And unfortunately, like none of us know God's timeline. So for somebody, they may get like their dream job and move out their parents' house a month after graduation. For some people, it could be a year or two. So I know like if that is you in that case where it's like taking a long time, it's going to suck. And like, you have to go through the emotions, but know like your time will come. Like, I promise you it will come. And so while that being said, you have to work to get to where you want at the same time. You know, like a job is not just going to fall in your lap. Um, apartment's not just going to fall in your lap. You have to work for it. So just keep your head up and work towards the goals you want because it will happen. Um, I would say I definitely agree with Tiffany. I almost called you Miss Tiffany, girl, that got my job. I'm sorry. But anyway, <laughs> um, I would definitely agree with Tiffany, like, you have to properly grieve, pack your shit, and move on. <laughs> like, I mean, it is what it is. The world kept spinning, and like BTS album, life goes on. So you got to keep going, sis, because life truly does look up. It was just the chapter of your life, and you can't sit and dwell on that one chapter forever. And I know it's difficult because, like I said, it was always my dream to go to an HBCU. And I feel like I got cheated out of two years. And I went to school in a major metropolitan city. So it was always something to do. So I totally understand. But at the end of the day, you have to find beauty in this new chapter. Whether it's a new restaurant you just tried with your friends. Or maybe your plants are growing in your room or in your apartment. Or maybe you figured out how credit scores finally work. All of that is to be celebrated, enjoyed, and loved. Just like that first college party you went to. Yes, it's scary. And you totally do not know God's timeline. Because what is for somebody else may not necessarily be for you. I mean, like the famous saying goes, Vera Wang didn't make her first wedding dress until she was 40. And she's freaking Vera Wang. So it's like, hopefully it doesn't take that long for us. But, you know, like, just find the little beauties in life. People take for granted the little things that are beautiful. Like today, the sun was shining instead of being gloomy. So that was beautiful. It was nice to feel the sun's warmth on my way to work. And yes, that sounds so cliche, but I promise you, if you just take the little things in life, it really do be the little things. I will say um, it does look up. The way that I've honestly had to think of it is like we only 22 to 23 years old. Like We're not going to have it all figured out. This is literally the time where like our 20s are for us to figure out what's for us to kind of figure out what we want to do figure out dating, to kind of learn how to figure out what can we do for us for to make sure that our mental health is in a nice place. So like whether that's with post-grad depression, do we need to seek therapy? What do we need to make sure that it's only up from here? The only way that it could be down is if we allow ourselves to be down. If we allow ourselves to Get let depression, not even just post-grad depression, but just depression, get the best of us and we make depression us, then we will never be up from there. Like we really have to just figure out what's best for us. How can we combat depression? Because life is a de life will de be depressing. When we get in our 30s, 40s, 50s, we will go through depressing moments. So like it's only up from here. There's so much more in life. We're only 22, 23. Like we don't have to have everything figured out everything will play its course. It'll, it'll run its course and we will figure it out. But it's just, sadly, you have to go through that at that age. And it's just the reality of it. But there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like we will never, you will never be down unless you allow yourself to be down and you allow yourself to be sad all the time. Like you have to figure out ways to just keep going up, keep striving and keep prospering in life and it'll be up from there honestly that's my biggest piece of advice just really think of ways to pull yourself out of that tunnel because it can be hard and it can get frustrating but when you figure that out and you kind of just realize this is a phase and it's not forever then it's only up from there
I just want to second that. And I think, Christina, me and you were low-key talking about the, uh, that the other day. How, like, now the choices you make, they're on you. If you choose to be happy, you'll choose to be happy. But if you choose to, you know, be depressed, like, you'll just be depressed. Like, life is a choice. And at the age of 18, of course, we probably made, like, one of the biggest choices of our life. Basically, what we wanted to do for the rest of our life, based on society standards, of course. But, um... Yeah, everything you do is a choice. Like you, like Essence said, if you choose to be depressed, like you're just going to be depressed. Like, but you have to choose to want better for yourself. It's not easy. None of this is easy. Nothing that we talked about today is easy. Um, but it's all worth it in the end. I would definitely say it looks up, even though like I'm on the ground looking up. Like it's still looking up from here because I know that everything that I'm pursuing now is going to pay off in the end. I know that it is because it has to, because this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I found out what I wanted to do. Now I'm going to pursue it. Um, So I would definitely say now, like if you need therapy, get therapy. If you need um, a friend, like find, find a friend in somebody, even if it's like a sibling, even if it's like, I don't know, an old childhood friend, you know, do what you can to make your time in this lifetime memorable. That's what I'll say. But again, I just want to thank you ladies for coming and sharing your stories and answering all my questions. And yeah, thank you so much. Have a great night. So I hope you all enjoyed the show and I hope that you took something that may help you with this season because I definitely took something. I definitely did. Um, also, I deeply, deeply, deeply hope that this is helping somebody, that this is touching somebody, because I know it always takes that one. Like, I always want to at least help somebody, you know, like I may be helping myself through this. But just let me know. Let me know if this is helping you. Like, shoot me a text. You know what I'm saying? Like, do what you do. Do what you do. Whatever route you take. But I, I want to make sure that I'm actually, like, doing my job of, like, helping somebody cope, helping somebody relate to something that's going on. For all updates regarding my podcast, please follow my IG. It's at the period transition period podcast. Also, I just want to thank y'all one more time for listening to an end. I know this was a long one because we had a lot to say, honey. But I hope you all have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.